welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us, and we have a blockbuster program for you tonight. Um, so I want to start out with the news that came across by the News House, uh, State House News Service this morning. They were reporting that the Rules Committee was putting the 60% constitutional amendment increase uh, on the agenda for Wednesday, Wednesday session. So we put out a call to action, and that still is uh, what we're asking you to do, is to call your state representative and urge them to vote for two things. The 60% constitutional amendment increase that will be on the floor tomorrow. That will be SJR2. And then also to vote for the August special election ballot, that that, that measure would be on a special election ballot. So that was the news this morning. Well, some drama played out this afternoon at the Ohio State House as the Rules Committee met. Let me read to you just a snippet from the Ohio News uh, Network. This is Hannah News. It says the House Rules and Reference Committee voted seven to five to send SJR two. Uh, that's uh, Senator McCauley's bill, the constitutional change to sixty percent requirement to the House floor, after accepting an amendment from Representative Sharon Ray changing the date of the election to the next general and special election scheduled to occur not earlier than 90 days after the resolution is submitted to the Ohio Secretary of State's office. After the meeting, House Speaker Jason Stevens told reporters that the resolution could possibly be amended on the floor to create an August special election for the purpose of voting on the 60% amendment and that county boards of elections would be reimbursed for the cost of conducting the election at a later date. Well, a lot of drama played out this afternoon as my phone was blowing up with text messages. And here to tell us who was there in real time as a public hearing of the Rules Committee took place is the president of Ohio Right to Life, who's been doing so much work on this for weeks on end now, is Mike Anadakis of Ohio Right to Life. Mike, welcome to the program. Christopher, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's an honor to be on your program again. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, you know, lots of folks are just hanging on by their fingernails here. I mean, here we are on the very last day. Tomorrow, May 10th, is the last day that this could move to the floor for a vote for the 60% threshold constitutional amendment uh, increase and also to put it on a, an August special election that would that would proceed uh, be before the November abortion ballot uh, measure that uh, is the circulation of petitions is, is circulating the states right now. So tell us what happened today at the State House. Sure, a lot of high drama at first, uh, an otherwise benign uh, procedural move that had to take place. In order for a piece of legislation or a resolution, SJR2, to get to the floor, it has to go through something called the House Rules Committee, and then they place what goes on the floor for all 99 men and women of the Ohio House of Representatives to vote on. So what happened today was, um, you know, uh, the, the committee met. Uh, they took a little bit of a recess, a two-and-a-half-hour recess, but then they met. And uh, the, the SJR2 was officially amended. And it, and it went from saying 60% in August election to 60% at least 90 days um, before the passage of this resolution. Um, 
Now, what does that all mean, right? You're listening at home and say, well, what does that mean? Are we going to have an August election or not? Here's what I can tell your, your all your listeners and, and all of our friends uh, across the state listening is that this isn't the last word on SJR2. The last word on SJR2 will happen tomorrow, Wednesday, May 10th, in the afternoon when the whole House meets, because you're allowed to do floor amendments. And with a floor amendment, you can say, okay, we see what's in front of us, but I want to make a motion and change what's before us. So we believe, uh, well, we know for a fact we have 60 of the 99 votes committed to uh, 60% with an August vote. So we expect one, two, five, ten different members to stand up and move to amend the resolution to put the August 2023 special election back in. And we believe for sure that that will take place and that will happen. Um, um, so what happened today is important because I had to get through Rules Committee, but what was more important is what happens tomorrow. Well, does that mean that the Senate is also meeting tomorrow, uh, waiting to see if there's any changes to this to quickly uh, do what they need to do in the Senate as well? Excellent question, my friend. It's obvious you have years of experience at the State House, And the answer to your question is yes. The Senate does have a session tomorrow, and it coincides with the same time the House. So what has happened historically and what I believe to happen tomorrow will be as the Senate will sit around and wait. There's only one item on the House agenda tomorrow. So they're going to gather tomorrow just to debate one issue, and that's SJR2 only. There's no other legislation to discuss. And once it's passed out of the um, House, it'll go over to the Senate to concur. And that vote can happen right there on the floor. You don't need a committee. So the Senate will hang out and wait for the House to do their job. The Senate will rubber stamp it, for lack of a better term. And we have ourselves an election to go out and debate this issue in public square in all 88 counties and cast our ballot. Well, that's right. Uh, that's where the work begins. I mean, <laughs> I want to say that, but I'm sure you're exhausted over the last number of weeks working with legislators to get them to pledge that they would sign uh, the pledge to support the 60% constitutional amendment increase. And then once we actually get this over the finish line tomorrow, that's if there's no other other hiccups that happen, uh, then we the real work begins of actually encouraging our fellow Ohioans to vote for a 60% constitutional amendment increase, which, by the way, you know, I've talked to a lot of Ohioans, folks from a lot of different political persuasions over the last number of weeks. People understand the importance of this. They realize that Ohio's Constitution isn't like in other states where, uh, you know, it, it really is the two-thirds majority or it takes a real process to get their Constitution amendment amended or changed. In Ohio, currently, it's a simple 50% measure. That means if somebody with a big checkbook comes along, they have a proposal, i.e. the casinos a few years ago, they can put that on the ballot. If it passes by 51%, casinos are the law of the land. That's what happened. Uh, any other kind of harebrained idea as well. So, for instance, our Second Amendment rights could be at, at risk with with this constitutional amendment the way it is currently. And now, most importantly, the life issue, the unborn, are targeted with this radical abortion amendment that uh, Planned Parenthood, ACLU, and radical abortion groups are circulating right now. Tell us a little bit about that, Mike, uh, because we're really behind the eight ball here, because these folks are heading full steam ahead. Um, actually, I've talked to people who said, yeah, they're circulating in our community communities. And by the way, they're not telling people the truth when they're circulating this. I saw actual video uh, of this guy saying yesterday, oh, this would just increase abortion from six to 12 weeks. 
That's an out-and-out lie. It would be abortion through the ninth month of pregnancy if this language was to be adopted. Your thoughts? Absolutely, Chris. All the way through the ninth month of pregnancy, it would eliminate parental consent. It would allow a 12, 13, 14-year-old girl to go to a guidance counselor or a coach and get an abortion without ever telling mom or dad what's going on in her life, whether she's in trouble or not. Um, it would it would allow transgender surgeries uh, without parental consent to children. Um, it's it's horrific, and that's why they're lying, because if they can't let Ohioans know the truth, or no one would sign their petitions to get on the ballot, of course. But what, what, we have, what we are facing here, Chris, look, abortion is the tip of the spear. Yes, we are up right now. We have the spotlights on us. But as you said, rightfully so, you know, it's our Second Amendment rights, our family farmers, the radicals at PETA and the animal rights activists want to get rid of family farming in Ohio. It's our small business owners. Right now, the SEIU, one of the largest labor unions in the state of Ohio, is circulating petitions to do a mandatory minimum wage. Now, that might sound great to the average person, but if you're a small business owner right now with inflation and the cost of goods, supply chain issues, if you're forced to pay some arbitrary number that you can't afford, and guess what? You're going out of business. So this is for all of us. This is for our way of life. Our Constitution is being prostituted because we're wanting one of just a few states that allows for a 50 percent plus one to change our Constitution. There's states like liberal Illinois that requires over 60 percent, yet no one talks about that. When I hear Democrats at the state house talk about this being um, un-American or undemocratic, I remind them that there's more blue states in the United States that have a higher threshold than there are red states, number one. Number two, the legislature cannot change the Constitution. Only we, the people, can. We're That's not right. asking the legislature to pass SJR2 to change the Constitution. All we're saying is, is, hey, let we, the people, make that decision. We'll go out to bait in all 88 counties and cast our ballots. You know, and I believe that a majority of Ohioans will agree with us on this issue that gambling, blackjack, and poker should not be in our Constitution. The weed guys are next. The weed guys want to be in our Constitution so they can sell uh, dope on the streets any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Bowls, bongs, whatever you want. They want to put it in our Constitution like the like the uh, gambling uh, guys did, and that's been a disaster. Um, it's one thing after another, and it's time that we stand up and uh, step up to protect our way of life. We're talking with Mike Gunadakis. He's the president of Ohio Right to Life, and he's been doing some tremendous work in securing the 60 signatures of legislators of the 67 members of the Republican caucus in the Ohio House to secure basically the votes needed to uh, put on the ballot a 60 percent constitutional amendment increase, and this would be for the August special election. Now, that amendment has to happen tomorrow, so we're asking you to do this. Uh, the Ohio Christian Alliance is asking you to do this call to action. Call your state representative, and you could visit our website, Ohio Christian Alliance, and right at the top, you'll see a link. Contact my representative. Click here. If you click on the icon uh, that has the state house on it, also all the state representatives will come up. Find your state representative. Urge them to support both the 60% constitutional amendment increase floor vote tomorrow, also for the August special election ballot, to put it on the August special election ballot. Those two things have to happen, folks. And if they do, then we can start advocating for people to vote for that in August. And then the group, if they are able to secure their signatures, the radical abortionists will have to get above 60%. And, Mike, I don't think they can do that in this state. I really don't. I think even they realize that the best language that they can put out there, which they're doing right now and trying to deceive people with that language, it's not, uh, you know, just a radical abortion language. But if you look at it, it absolutely is. It will wipe out all 
pro-life laws that you and I have worked on over all the years. It would wipe them all out. Parental consent, the 20-week abortion ban, the heartbeat law, the ban on partial birth abortion, all would be gone. And it would be abortion through the ninth month. It would take us back to the dark days of Roe v. Wade here in this state. And people are just starting to wake up to that fact. They say, well, that's not what I want. Uh, Well, that's what's going to happen if these folks get their way. And the only way they don't get their way is if you pick up the phone, you call your state representative, urge them to vote and support the 60% constitutional amendment increase on the floor tomorrow. That's May 10th. And also to have it on the fall, uh, excuse me, the August special election. It's got to happen that way. And then when this thing, if they do get to the ballot in November, they'll have to get over 60%. Uh, polling shows that they really can't do that, can they, Mike? No, they can't. And I don't know, at the end of the day, when Ohioans finally wake up and realize what's on it, that I don't even know if they can get to 50%. Uh, pray, you know, pray God that you know people realize what they're voting on or signing these days. You know, the key is, Chris, at the end of the day, is that what do we want our state to look like? Do we want George Soros and Michael Bloomberg deciding what's in our Constitution or not? Because we go out and we vote for our state reps, our state senators and our governors to govern. You know, to use the state house to walk, you know, walk the halls of the state house and advocate and lobby on these issues, but yet what uh, the Democrats want, what the unions want, is just to shove stuff in our constitution and do it with all the money in the world to lie, which is what Planned Parenthood is doing right now, and we have to stop it. I do want to say one thing because it's very important that um, we secured, with your help, with the sixty signatures to ensure that we could go to the floor. It does us no good if any member doesn't show up tomorrow. Wednesday, May 10th, we have to have 100% attendance from all 65 Republicans from the Ohio House of Representatives. There can be no car trouble. There can be no sick children. There can be no, I have the sniffles today. Everyone has to show up because we need every vote possible. If we have any members not showing up, that is going to be a red mark against them. I say that respectfully and kindly, but tomorrow is the biggest day for the pro-life, pro-family, and pro-family values movement in the state of Ohio. Absolutely. And, you know, I know that these these representatives have been receiving hundreds, if not thousands, of calls and emails into their inbox, and they've been hearing from Ohio. And I'm sure that the radical left has been sending calls and emails, too. But, folks, they know that you are the majority in this state. We're a red state. They know that we're pro-life. Look at our all-statewide office holders are Republican, and they pledge their allegiance to the, the pro-life movement, including our governor. The three Supreme Court justices ran on a conservative platform, uh, our, con- our congressional delegation. And so these 60, it was 67 members. There's two absences, and I want to ask you about this, Mike, because there's two vacant seats currently. Unfortunately, our good friend Chris Jordan passed away unexpectedly uh, three weeks ago. And then there was an appointed uh, position. Uh, I think Mr. Baldridge received an appointment from the governor. So those two vacant seats changed the numbers a little bit. So tell us, you're an attorney. <laughs> uh, I don't want to uh, you know, make, make you uh, walk out the plank here, but uh, I'm hearing that the clerk is having an opinion that says, well, only 59 votes are needed since there's only 98 House members currently. What's the prevailing thought on that right now? Uh, legally and technically, the House clerk is correct. Um, but what I do know will happen if we only secured 59 votes, which is legally accurate, uh, the left will file lawsuits and try to gum this up and then keep us from getting the ballot. And if there's a delay, if there's a temporary restraining order by a judge in Cincinnati, Cleveland, or Columbus that's very liberal, that would prevent us from being able to go out and, and campaign on this issue. So my advice is, while the House clerk is legally correct, 
let's just get to 60 and call the day to take away the, the ability of, of, Demo, of pro boards to sue on this um, and, and then have a legal battle where we spend weeks, if not months, in court as opposed to in the court of public opinion. Um, I believe that that two people will be put up and sworn in to at least one for sure tomorrow before we take a vote on SJR2. So we will be at 66, if not 67 Republicans uh, tomorrow before we vote on SJR2. So the votes are there as long as everyone shows up. And we might even have a nice cushion if uh, the two proposed names uh, get appointed and sworn in. Well, that's a new development. I wasn't aware that there were two nominees possibly being voted on tomorrow as well. Uh, do we have names for these nominees? Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to have to apologize to you and all your listeners because I've been so laser focused on on the 60 percent. I, I failed to uh, be in. I wasn't involved in the screening committee. Only state reps are for that. But um, I haven't been focused on that because that would all be icing on the cake. I've just been um, you know, keeping the coalition together of 60 working with the speaker, working with Derek Marin and others to ensure that there's a seamless vote tomorrow. So um, I was advised about an hour or so ago that we may, one for sure, maybe a vote tomorrow sworn in. So, But I just don't know information about them. I have been told by credible sources um, across the board that the two people that are, that are going to be put up tomorrow are both pro-life and both will vote yes on 60% in August. So at this short window of time, that's good enough for me. Um, we can, you know, we can um, do a deeper dive on these people later. Well, that's right. Again, we're talking with Mike Anadakis. He's the president of Ohio Right to Life. Mike, uh, of course, if we're successful tomorrow and they're, you know, basically uh, the House passes, the Senate concurs, we get 60% constitutional amendment increase to vote on in a special election in August. That means we have to pass that uh, in August in a special election, getting everybody out to vote for that. And then probably a November election, which we might be facing an abortion ballot measure. So let's not forget that. Let's talk about in the event that these folks do secure enough signatures on July 5th. And currently they need... uh, 415,000, I think, but they're going to probably shoot for a million. They do have paid circulators out on the street. Uh, We guesstimate that there are uh, well over 100,000 signatures. What's your estimate of what they may have gathered so far? You know, it's it's hard to tell. I mean, we call daily, hey, I'm seeing signature gathers take place at this farmer's market or at this event or that event. And that's all well and dandy. But uh, keep in mind, just because some paid activist uh, from California who flew in here gets 25, 30 names on a sheet of paper doesn't mean he or she did it right. They can all be thrown out by our Secretary of State. You know, we got a great pro-life Secretary of State who's going to do his job and follow the law and scrutinize every signature. If there's one, you know, if the address isn't right, if this isn't right or that, and they've not filled out and attested, all the signatures on that page get thrown out. So it's a tall order, regardless of the issue, to get this done. And um, the you know, it's sad to see people out there, as you said earlier, lying about what this is just to collect signatures. But um, at the end of the day, I'm I'm not sure. We have to act as if they're going to get the signatures because we can't get caught flat-footed. But I've always said, Chris, and I might have mentioned last time on your phone, I was on your show that I believe the pro boards want this on next year, anyways, to help Sherrod Brown because they care so deeply about Sherrod Brown uh, for voter turnout. But we'll see. We have to assume it's going to happen this November. We have to be successful with our constitutional amendment, and if they do get the signatures, we're going to have to beat them at the ballot box, and the media is going to do us no favors. They're going to lie, as they as they already have done, and cover up what's actually in the ballot language, as you talked about earlier, rightfully so, 
but we are in the fight of our lives right now, the next six months. Well, it's like you put out emails. All eyes are on Ohio. It's all about Ohio. As Ohio goes, so goes the country. And uh, we are that battleground state still, even though we've been red over the last few election cycles. We're battling it out. And so they're coming here because if they could snatch up Ohio uh, with an abortion ballot language that would put it, in, as they say, enshrine it into the Constitution, abortion through the ninth month, folks similar to what's happening in New York and also in California, we can't allow that to happen here. You have to get involved. And the very simple thing you could do is, again, go to the Ohio Christian Alliance website. Just search that. It will take you there. And go to uh, the, your state representative. Call them. Urge them to support the 60% constitutional amendment increase and the special election August ballot of that being on the ballot this August. That, And you can leave a message after hours, and you can also send an email to them as well. It's very simple to do that. And those messages do count. You know, I even called my own state representative today, Mike, and uh, first of all, I sent an email, and then I called them, and the, rep, uh, the representative answered the phone uh, that was working for the representative and said, hey, I just got your email, and yes, I got your phone call. So it, it works, right? <laughs> that's great. Good job, buddy. Well, and see, and that's that's just the thing, and, and I really applauded all the folks that have made these calls and emails. I know it's been a couple of weeks now, but, hey, it worked. The, the speaker has put the measure on the floor. Did you really think we would get here, Mike, with him uh, willing to put it on the floor? It looked a little doubtful at times, didn't it? You know, I, I'm, I'm human, and so sometimes the seed of doubt does get planted in my mind, but I truly do believe in the power of prayer, and we've had an amazing group of men and women from all across the state working on this issue to include yourself and your and your great leadership, Chris. And here we are today. Uh, was it easy? It's certainly not, but that's okay. You know, you know, good things worth fighting for aren't supposed to be easy. And, and, but here we are. We're, you know, less than 24 hours. We should have the constitutional right to go out and debate this issue and then cast a ballot. So praise God. Uh, we put our faith in him and here we are. Now, but like I said to, uh, to one state rep earlier today, the easy part's over. Now we got to go out and win. And this wasn't easy to collect the signatures, but it just, you know, in the grand scheme of things, the hard part's just beginning now because now um, I promise you Planned Parenthood, the labor unions, the weed guys, the gambling guys, they're going to pour millions of dollars into this um, campaign to, to make it lose because they want to be able to prostitute our state constitution whenever they want. In many ways, Mike, absolutely. Our work is just beginning, and I'm glad to be in the fight with you, my friend, and I'm encouraged by the coalition of life groups that have rallied together. Unity is what's uh, needed, and that's what I see happening in the life movement, and I'm so encouraged by that. Your executive director, Peter, has been doing a great job, and your staff, and it, it, I, I've enjoyed working with them over the last number of weeks. And I do think that a lot of times it gets a little foggy at the State House, but we were able to prevail and uh, show that people's motives uh, were correct on this one and that we could, we could move forward and get this done. And I thank you for all the fine work you did, Mike. Congratulations. Thank you, Thank you, sir, and thank you for everything you put into this as well. Thank you. God bless you, Mike. We'll be talking God to you bless. soon. All right. And again, one more last time, visit the Ohio Christian Alliance website for the call to action. Call your state representative. Urge them to support the 60% constitutional amendment increase and that it be voted on on the August special election. That's on our website at ohioca.org. Thanks for listening, and God bless.
Be afraid. Be very afraid. There are those in Washington who want the IRS to take more of your hard-earned money. Are you tired of being the perpetual cash cow for every scheme, unreasonable program, and for all the fraud, waste, and abuse in our system? Well, good news. I can help. George Satari has almost 40 years of experience helping people like you keep more of what you make. It makes no sense that the more you make, the more they take. Let George help you keep your money away from the government bureaucratic waste and in your pocket. Call 216-651-1120 right now and schedule your free consultation today. Instead of a victim, you'll You'll be be the the victor. victor. With many success stories, George helps with tax planning, estate planning, financial and business analysis, and more. The new tax law has many ways to save money with retirement planning, accelerated depreciation, up to 20% exception of net earnings, and so much more. Call 216-651-1120. That's 216-651-1120. You earn it, we'll help you keep it. That's George Satari, CPA, 216-651-1120. In the Army National Guard, soldiers serve part-time and close to home. My community means everything to me. It helped shape me into who I am today and is where I choose to raise my own family. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from. And as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The education benefits I got from serving helped me get my degree and jumpstart my career. The training and leadership skills I've gained from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people, help my neighbors, and look out for my community. I know that when my neighbors need us the most, my fellow soldiers and I will be ready. My family loves it here, and my part-time service means we get to stay here. Serve part-time in the community you live in as a proud member of the Army National Guard. Talk to your local recruiter or visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Will my kids like this dentist? Can I trust this mechanic? Who's a good choice for my upcoming remodel? I found businesses I can trust from TrustBlueReview.com. This company rebuilt our deck and renovated our bathroom. I'd highly recommend them to anyone looking to hire an honest contractor. The best dentist experience I've ever had. It's now easy to find trusted businesses in my community that have the same Christian values as my family. It all starts at TrustBlueReview.com or download their app in the App Store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to be talking about Ohio schools and primarily what's being taught in the schools in the elementary grade levels as we need to protect our children from the radical agenda coming out of Washington through the Biden administration's education department and has run rampant across the country. We're talking about a radical LGBTQ uh, philosophy, a push on our children. Uh, Many would call it grooming our children. And parents are becoming alarmed of what they see happening in their local school district. It's one thing to see it on TV or hear about it on the radio. It's another thing to see it in the curriculum that's coming home with the children. And many parents are uh, uh, dealing with this. I spoke to a school teacher down there in Marietta, Ohio, 
this last weekend who said that she had two, three children, excuse me, middle school children that were identifying as the opposite sex. And she, as a Christian woman and a teacher, a very, uh, actually an awarded teacher, was just trying to say how she was navigating that uh, to be uh, Christ-centered towards those children that obviously have come from some difficult situations but uh, are confused about their God-given identity. But at the same time, what we're seeing is even in Marietta, Ohio, I wouldn't expect it there. It's a conservative community in southeast Ohio. But it's just an example of what's happening across the state. With us on the phone is Diane Stover. She's with the Ohio Value Voters and also a group called Protect Ohio Children that's been doing great work working with local school boards and parent associations uh, and groups across the state to educate parents and to really bring the knowledge out in what we can do proactively uh, to push back against the radical left's agenda in the public schools. Diane, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me. Well, thank you. And, and, you know, you and John and the team have been doing some great work. Uh, we receive your emails, and I really applaud you for what you've been doing in the last several years and meeting with a lot of local groups across the state uh, and teachers, uh, you know, f- folks, uh, PTA kind of uh, groups. are not the official ones, but you have been going to board meetings, school board meetings as well, and the folks that you've been training have been going to school board meetings. And uh, basically the mama bear speaking back against what's going on Uh, trying to protect their children. Tell us a little bit about Protect Ohio Children. That's right. We're the domestic terrorists, and uh, we have focused, as as we were uh, labeled by uh, the Attorney General at one point. That that is so uh, shameful, by the way. This is just concerned parents, and to have that coming from the administration is just awful. But anyways, I'm sorry I didn't want to interrupt you, but that just just even suggests that we're the domestic terrorists. We're, We're the people that care about our children and their welfare. I mean, wow, is the world turned upside down? I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, uh, Protect Ohio Children is a statewide organization, and I'm the state director, and we've divided the state into three regions, north, central, and south, and we have region leads in each of those areas. And since 2017, we have been through open records requests and through anonymous tips and whistleblowers. Um, We have a tip mailbox. We have received evidence of comprehensive sex education, which is Planned Parenthood curriculum, uh, critical race theory, and social-emotional learning. Uh, We focus our attention on the curriculum and the obscene, inappropriate material in the schools and the school libraries. And if you look at our website, protectohiochildren.net, you'll find over 150 school districts where we have evidence of this in the schools from top to bottom of Ohio. And this has been going on for for years, but it really, Chris, it's become a fever pitch for us. Um, it, it's at a point now where when we, uh, when our people, we, we don't necessarily manage the communities, but we consult with the communities and help the communities to organize to go to their local school districts. And it's gotten to the place now where in some of these, many of these districts, we're at an impasse. And the only thing that's going to really remedy the problem is to throw the radicals out of these school boards and replace them and the superintendents who are allowing this unbelievably, wildly uh, radical material into the school districts. Uh, we released an email 
um, our news feed is on ohiovaluevoters.org, and we released an email about HealthSmart curriculum. These curriculums that come from Planned Parenthood are actually teaching middle schoolers, underage minors, about consenting for sex, about the radical gender ideology that we hear so much about now, um, the diversity, equity, inclusion. They are becoming activists, these children. And according to law in Ohio, the Ohio Revised Code mandates that in Ohio, that abstinence until marriage is the standard. And this is what parents who really care about their kids want to see and and know that their children are not sitting in a classroom being uh, indoctrinated with a radical agenda, such as what we have with this HealthSmart uh, curriculum that we uh, brought to everyone's attention through the email. And then also this week, we released an email about just a plethora, I can't say the word, sorry, but so much massive information that we're receiving from people in the Brexville Broadview Heights district. Oh, I'm glad um, you're bringing that up. The two communities, Brexville and Broadview Heights, in our listening area, of course. Uh, tell us about that. Well, this, this, the thing that I want to share is that um, this has, w- there's a um, effort by the churches. Uh, the the radical churches to get into these districts. And in Brexville Broadview Heights, there is a Reverend John King, who is the, quote, pastor of the Brexville United Church of Christ. And Chris, I'm going to send you the other video um, that we have with this, with this man speaking to the school board about why he is in support of and sponsoring a massive gay pride event outside the school building in Broadby oh Heights. But he, um, from what I've been told, and I haven't been able to confirm this, but people have told me that he is actually the pastor of this, uh, um, Sherrod Brown is, Senator Sherrod Brown is a member of his church is what I've been told. Um, they are, they're, um, presentation of rainbow LGBT paraphernalia outside their church is probably the most in-your-face massive display of any church in Ohio. Um, it's just it's just unbelievable what is going on there, but that's just that's just part of it. Um, parents have gone to the school board and have testified in the video that is as I mentioned in the news article that's on our website, uh, about the same type of radical Planned Parenthood curriculum in that school district. And it's time for the community to mobilize and to take back their school district. You know, Chris, I, I have a new understanding that it's time, and we hear it all the time, what are the churches doing? What are the pastors doing? And it's time for the generals in the Lord's Army to really step up and get involved. Because the message from the left and their radical pastors is not in in alignment with the Word of God, the Holy Bible. And if the pastors who live in these districts would go to the school board and really put the fear of God in these people, that they are, they're lying and they're presenting, you know, 
obscene material to children. And so this this is a new um, a new goal for me personally is to awaken pastors and church members to go to your own local school district and Protect Ohio Children is going to be putting together a a list of school districts where we need help, um, where we need the pastors and the Christians to go to those school districts and to speak to these school board members about what's wrong with what they're promoting in the schools. We're talking with Diane Stover. She is the, the state director of Protect Ohio Children, also with the Ohio Value Voters of Ohio. And there's an interesting uh, link on their website. It's called protectohiochildren.net is their website. And go to the site map. Now, this is a map legend of where these uh, horrendous um, uh, curriculum, uh, harmful curriculum on your children are being taught. And so it's a list of schools. So if you'd like to know if your school district uh, has, uh, they've had findings in their audit uh, that these materials are being taught in the school districts in these cities. That list is there on their website and starts with the A's and goes on down alphabetically, and you can see whether your city uh, school district is actually uh, that these materials have been taught in the classroom in those cities and, and in those school districts. And so that's so helpful, uh, Diane, to have that on, on the website as well. Thank Your you. Um, yeah. Um, we have volunteers who are helping us to put that information on the uh, website. It continues to grow every day. Uh, it's really quite um, unbelievable uh, that all of this is uh, is happening in Ohio, but yes, indeed it is. The other thing that was really our top priority is to sound the alarm about social-emotional learning whole child. This comes into the schools um, by Republicans, actually. Um, this was brought in in 2019 when, uh, you know, Mike DeWine and uh, Senator Peggy Lehner were big advocates of this. And now we find out that what they have done is they have made it at the State Board of Education a top learning uh, priority for schools in Ohio. And this curriculum for social-emotional learning, it sounds so wonderful. It sounds like, you know, teaching kids character uh, training like empathy and kindness. But when you get into it, you find out it's the same agenda. It's the climate, it's the environment, it's the gender ideology, it's the diversity, equity, inclusion, and they actually have... It's become an learning. indoctrination tool for the radical left. It's 100%. Again, and they use these 100%. euphemisms like, you know, uh, you know, health curriculum or something like It's like it has nothing to do with what people consider, uh, you know, the health, uh, what, what has traditionally been health for the safety and health of the child. No, that's not what it is, folks, and you need to wake up as to what's going on here because lies are being propagated to you, the parent, and the community, and our children are the victims of this indoctrination in the school. On the website, again, protectohiochildren.net. That's protectohiochildren.net. And I suspect if you put in Protect Ohio Children, it will come up in your uh, search feed. Go to their website. And you can see the anonymous tips link, and again, uh, that's important. So under that is the uh, uh, the, the uh, site map where you can find out where uh, the school districts where this material has been 
uh, found taught in the curriculum in those school districts. Anonymous tips, maybe you have one for the group. In other words, you've had experiences in your school district and with your child or grandchild. Uh, Use that anonymous tip to put in there to give them information of what's being taught in your school district. So maybe you already have a story that you've been just smoking mad about and not knowing where to take that information. Well, this is a good group because they're doing something about it. They are proactive, and they're getting it done. But again, it's going to take all of us to get involved in our schools again and uh, not permitting the radical left uh, to do what they want to do to our children. You know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And, you know... what you teach one generation will be the result in the next generation. So that's why the radical left, uh, they're not having children, but they want to have our children. They're coming after our children, and that's why uh, we need to protect the children in Ohio schools, uh, and uh, which is our future. Diane, your thoughts? Well, um, uh, Protect Ohio Children is going to have a big campaign to, to educate through webinars, and um, our, we're creating a guide around social-emotional learning to wa- raise awareness about the dangers of this. We've heard about ESG in the business community. Well, in, in the education arena, the, the radicals no longer care about IQ. It's now about EQ. They're measuring children's emotional intelligence, and they're scoring children ranking and rating them on whether or not they're at risk for uh, not being woke enough. Um, They are training children to, as we already discussed, to be indoctrinated with this radical agenda. Those children that that don't meet those social scores that they're looking for, they're not going to be in line for the best jobs that are available in the big tech industries and and in other companies in Ohio that are that are really, um, you know, have this uh, agenda also in their core values of their company. So we need to dismantle this. Ohio Value Voters and Protect Ohio Children have called for the government in the Ohio House, Senate, and our governor to remove social-emotional learning from the core courseware that is being propagated in our education system in Ohio and remove it completely from the budget that will be uh, released this year. We want social-emotional learning, whole child, to go. Uh, Mike DeWine has also put over 150 school-based health clinics in Ohio schools. This is so dangerous, and we know right now that these health clinics are ripe for Planned Parenthood to come in under the banner of mental health for children to bring in these ideologies and actually, as we know, trick the parents and impact our parental rights that we have to, you know, promote these ideas right in the school, right in the classroom, right in the school-based health clinic. And we need this to be removed as soon as possible. Public records request um, that can be obtained because if you're wondering what's going on in your local school district and you're having difficulty uh, get they have to provide those when, when asking. Walk us through that, Diane. On It says tips for submitting public records requests. Take us through that link on the website. Uh, on the uh, website, there's a tab uh, there. Um, I'm not looking at it right now. Uh, let me find it here. Um, there's a link on C, 
CRT, I believe it is, that, uh, yeah, the Heritage Foundation has given a, um, a link here to information about open records requests. And then also right on our homepage, we have a, uh, you can click on the blue button, click here for an opt-out form to use at your child's school. That is there. The open records requests, um, are, it, you're asking for specific information. If people want to send open records requests, you can uh, send us an email. We'll, we can give you some examples and send you some links to that. Um, it's not complicated. It's requesting information that your child is being taught. Ohio Revised Code 3313.60G, Section G, says that in Ohio, every parent and every guardian has the right to know and see every curriculum, every workbook, every video, everything that their child is being taught. A school is violating the law when they will not give this information to a parent. We've had parents call us about this. We've asked them print off this Ohio Revised Code, take it to your school board, and let them know that if you don't receive this information, that you will be contacting your attorney. We have had school districts where parents have done that, and within a very short time, they have received the information. Um, Chris, there's also, um, you know, just as an example of social-emotional learning, we had recently in the Brunswick School District, during the social-emotional learning, quote, pride time, there was a mock lesbian wedding of two eighth grade girls where the, there was a, a student who filmed it and the teacher was throwing out rose petals as the two girls walked down the aisle to, uh, to pretend that they were getting married was the whole point of it. And that was videoed and it's on our YouTube channel, Protect Ohio Children YouTube. Um, it has over nearly 26,000 views right now. And that was in the Brunswick School District. We need some help for people to go to the school board when these things happen, to go to the school board and let them know that this is inappropriate and demand that they stop this radical agenda in the school. Let's talk about the tsunami strategy, talking about going to school boards. Uh, what is this tsunami strategy? I'm reading from the website. It is the coordination of multiple well-written effective statements that build on each other, a minimum of 30 statements if possible, presented by individuals at school board meetings or legislative hearings. It was created to protect children from comprehensive sex education, but can also be used to stop critical race theory and other indoctrination in the schools. And I agree with that. When, when folks really rise up together as a team and then they, they write well-written statements uh, and present them before the state school boards and also before the legislature, it really has an impact. They need to hear from the community. You know, you just sitting at home and thinking, boy, I don't know what I can do. Well, you can write a letter. You can send an email to a legislator, even to state, uh, to local school board members, your state school board member, and uh, be well thought out. Think about the best way to articulate your points. The uh, basically, a lot of information is right here at protectohiochildren.net. You'll find a lot of help there as well. And uh, Diane, what else can they do to uh, to uh, get involved? Well, with regards to the tsunami strategy, we've, we've used this in so many districts. Our people meet with groups and 
consult with them about don't go, you know, down to the school board microphone, you know, kind of half cocked and screaming at them. You need to be prepared. You need to write it out ahead of time. They usually give you three to five minutes. Um, let them know how you feel uh, and, 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 and do it in a professional way. We are not there to incite violence or, or uh, be disrespectful to people in their roles but clearly articulate what it is that they're doing that's inappropriate uh, from your perspective. Um, you know, these are strategies that are pretty simple. I, I mean, the, the thing is, is that they say that all politics is local. Um, we have to take back our local district. We need to do it at the state level with the, uh, the state house but we need to do it in the local communities at the local school districts. For too long, we've trusted people in power to have our children and to educate our children, but that time of trust is over now, and we pay taxes, and we should not be subjected to this kind of radical uh, curriculum and uh, promotion in our schools. And again, at protectohiochildren.net, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, you can sign up for their emails and also receive timely updates from the group. So this is a great way to be involved. It's a great way for parents to be involved uh, in their children's education or your grandchildren's education and to actually make a difference. And all of our voices collectively together, we can actually take this back. Diane, it's so great to have you on the program, and this is just great work that Protect Ohio Children are doing. So if uh, folks wanted to go to a local meeting uh, where you're having, to, are those also then provided in the email or on the website where your next meeting's going to be? So what, you know, kind of our model of operation, so to speak, is that the communities manage their school board activities. Um, we, we don't do that and we don't publicize that. We advocate for groups to form, and, and I'll give you some examples. Uh, Rocky River would be a good one, probably the best one. Um, they are a 501c3 or 4 now, I believe. They've actually formed a group, and they, this is an ongoing, never-ending uh, awareness uh, in the community, and they have mobilized that way. And that's what we encourage all communities to do, to manage their school board at the local level. Oh, wonderful. Again, Diane, thanks for being my guest today to talk about this important subject concerning our children. Again, that's protectohiochildren.net and also the Ohio Value Voters. Thanks so much, Diane. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate the opportunity. It truly is an honor. Thank you You're so welcome. God bless you. And God if you bless. missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. And all of our State House updates are there as well. And uh, we thank you for listening. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.